G'day, this is Mark Pesci, and welcome back to Series 10 of This Week in Startups Australia. In Series 10, Twista has a singular focus. We're identifying and sharing the story of Australia's world-changing startups. The startups that when they go from zero to one really do change the world. Not just the startups. The founders, the investors. Australia is stepping up with some of our brightest sparks working hard to change the world. So come along the journey as we shine a bright light on another of Australia's world-changing startups. They come from fields as diverse as agriculture, housing, energy, and space. These startups at scale truly will change the world. Who's next on our list? Find out in this episode of This Week in Startups Australia. This Week in Startups Australia is sponsored by Our Crowd. Our Crowd finds companies with the greatest growth potential and brings them to you. They believe in their deals and invest in them too. Join the fastest growing venture capital investment community at ourcrowd.com slash twista. This Week in Startups Australia is also sponsored by User Testing. With User Testing, you'll understand it from your customer's perspective. Get real-time feedback real fast. Put yourself in your customer's shoes. Visit usertesting.com slash twista for a free trial. User Testing. Real human insight. This Week in Startups Australia is sponsored by Zendesk. Zendesk helps startups build lasting customer experiences from the ground up with the Zendesk for Startups program. Learn more at zendesk.com slash twista. World-changing. It is quite a word. It's a lot to live up to. And it can mean more than one thing. It can be about a great scientific discovery. That's incredibly important. Perhaps an amazing technical breakthrough. That's really important too. A world-changing startup, it often has both of these. And if it works at scale, it changes the way we live. Now, as we go through this list of Australia's world-changing startups, I want to come back to the four key metrics we identified as the hallmarks of a world-changing startup. Metric one, an idea that actually makes the world better. Metric two, it's within the realm of scientific and technical achievability. Metric three, it's economically rational. In other words, there's a business model. And metric four, there's manageable execution risk. That's the filter we'll be viewing each of these startups through. And the third startup on our list, it's already been on this show way back in Series 5, five years ago. That company is Sabre Astronautics. What they do, well, that's driven by why they do it. To explain why they do it, here's Sabre CEO Andreas Antoniades. There is a lot of junk out there in space. There is an enormous amount of space debris, and it's a big problem. Ever since, I would say, the first launch uh, of a satellite into orbit, Sputnik in this case, uh, there has been space debris, uh, and it has accumulated since then, uh, since, the, since the 50s. And um, at the moment, uh, there are hundreds of thousands 
uh, if not more, uh, pieces of space debris, ranging from tiny, tiny little paint flecks uh, to entire rocket bodies or even, uh, you know, multi-ton spacecraft. And they float around in orbit, uncontrolled, and if they are above about 450 to 500 kilometers in orbit, they're basically up there for decades, if not forever. Do we know where all of these, how many hundred thousand pieces are at Hun- any given time? We have a pretty pretty good idea where a lot of uh, the space debris is in orbit. Uh, there are a number of ways we can actually track that uh, using uh, ground-based radar, ground-based telescopes, and in some cases, uh, we actually can use images from spacecraft to image other spacecraft. Um, and that gives us a pretty good idea where a lot of the bigger ones are, probably down to about one centimeter in size. Um, and there are better radars that are being uh, installed around the world uh, that actually are increasing the fidelity uh, that we have in actually being able to track uh, track these objects. But anything smaller is uh, very difficult to track, and that's probably where the most of them is. So anything bigger than about, I think, maybe 10 centimeters, actually even smaller, uh, we have a very, very good uh, understanding of where it is. Um, and I think that's probably maybe maybe 50 to 90,000 objects. So it's 50 to 90,000 objects that we know where they are. And then how many objects maybe do we not know where they are? And is that a problem? So we do track, like, I, like we said, uh, you know, anywhere between you know, 50 to 90,000 objects uh, pretty accurately. Um, but the smaller ones, uh, they can be a problem. They can interfere with, they can collide with uh, spacecraft. They can, um, they can collide with other pieces of debris and create more debris. Um, so they can be a problem. Uh, although in saying that, uh, it, is the, it is the big ones, uh, the ones that actually have a substantial amount of velocity and energy to them uh, that, uh, that pose the biggest problem. So Andreas has landed on point one, a truly world-changing need. We have been tossing crap into Earth orbit for over 60 years. A lot of it is still out there. A lot of it, well, we don't really even know quite where it is. But because it's in orbit, it's moving very quickly. So basically, we've turned Earth orbit into a shooting gallery. So what can we do about that? Well, we can do our best to chart out where all of this space junk is. And that, in a nutshell, is what Sabre Astronautics does. It's technically doable because of a lot of math. Here's Andreas again. To simulate an object in orbit, you can do it without knowing where an object is at that point in time. If you know where an object is at a point in time, you can predict using pretty well understood mathematics forward or backward and see where something was or something uh, will be. However, the accuracy or fidelity, uh, the fidelity of that of that data, uh, that initial point where that spacecraft is uh, determines uh, a lot of where uh, your accuracy of prediction is going to to come from. When when predicting where an object uh, is or will be, uh, it's important to have uh, a high fidelity uh, understanding of where that object is when you capture the information about that spacecraft. So 
orbital elements, uh, which describe the orbit of a spacecraft, uh, can be accurately determined with with a certain degree of uncertainty, are determined by things on the ground. Uh, now, the thing is that while you can use some pretty well understood mathematics uh, to to pro- to propagate uh, that orbit forward or backward in time, the further forward you go, the bigger your uncertainty. So it's absolutely critical that you observe that spacecraft as much as you can, because the more you update the position of that spacecraft with real information, the more you can reduce the uncertainty of that object and act on it. Sabre Astronautics identified a world-changing need and a solution. When we return, we'll hear from the founder of Sabre Astronautics about how they commercialized their world-changing idea. You're listening to This Week in Startups Australia. All around the world, tech companies are innovating and driving returns for investors. Our crowd analyzes companies from across the global private market, including Australia, where startups brought in a record $4.2 billion in investments. Our crowd identifies those companies with the greatest growth potential, then brings them to you. From personalized medicine to cybersecurity to robotics, quantum computing, and more, our crowd identifies innovators so that you can invest when growth potential is greatest early. Our crowd is the fastest growing venture capital investment community. Sophisticated investors have already invested over $2 billion in growing tech companies, and our crowd has skin in the game. They invest in their portfolio companies and use their extensive networks to help those startups succeed. As a sophisticated investor, you can truly diversify your portfolio with early investments in innovative private market companies at Our Crowd. Join the fastest growing venture capital investment community at OurCrowd.com slash Twista. Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Invest wisely. Welcome back to This Week in Startups Australia. We're doing a deep dive into our third world-changing startup, Sabre Astronautics. Now, I've already said this isn't the first time we've profiled Sabre Astronautics. Back in Series 5, we did a space special, and that was when we spoke to Sabre Astronautics founder Jason Held about their new product, Piggy. Piggy, as we affectionately call it, it is software. It sits in your satellite ground station and allows you to understand everything that's happening both inside and outside the satellite. Just the easiest way to describe it is think of Space Command in a box. Right, so in, <laughs> but that's pretty impressive right there. What yeah. do you, I mean, Space Command is now integrating a bunch of different data sets that are coming in from a bunch of different things and presenting them in some integrated way that allows people to be able to make decisions on that, right? Yeah, but that's part of the problem because there is no one single tool that, that does it. Even at Space Command, there are 
uh, at least a dozen different tools. You've got to be able to control the dish. You've got to be able to know where everything's at. You need to be able to understand what's, what they're doing. You need to be able to diagnose problems that, that happen. Uh, you need to be able to do conjunction analysis, which is a fancy way of saying make sure things don't collide. Right, exactly, right? at very high speeds. At very high speeds, you know. So right. this is the, not only do you have to get the rock, rocket up without exploding, you have to make sure it doesn't hit anything. That's right, and these days things are getting more and more congested, you know, so you need real space traffic control. And I think we're seeing in the space industry the, the, the transition between barnstorming like we had in the early days of aviation to where, okay, things can actually hit each other by accident now. You've you got to uh, find a ways to, to, to manage that. Okay, so what is going on here? I mean, you have Space Command. Space Command is a very, very big system, tens of millions of dollars, hundreds sure. of employees. And now you have something that is essentially what you're doing is a software as a service package. That's right, that's right. And so people can just subscribe to it for how many dollars a month? Uh, the casual license is $15 a month. Now, casual license, what kind of person would be using a casual license? Well, we, we've had people, mostly university students have picked it up because they have to do research reports and things like that. And right. They're trying to learn space. Okay. So you Universities are picking it up and saying, "All right, we got 30 students who want to learn space engineering. It's quick, it's easy, it's cheap. You know, compared to 180 dollars a year, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not hard. It's like a textbook. Um, but we're also finding high schoolers who just want to have a play and 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 look where because we you could connect with the NORAD satellite catalog at the unclassified level and just download the ISS location. <laughs> and, right. Yeah, some of this you could get online anyway. Yeah. Right. But it's it's, it's the point is it's all in one package. Okay, so this then represents, I guess, everything that you'd already learned from Space Command and from all of your years really working in aerospace. Did it represent, I guess, the, a changing capacity? Because doing Space Command would have been difficult even just, I think, 10 or 15 years ago with the computers and the networks that we had. Has that been an aspect of this, that you have cloud computing and all of these other resources available? Yeah, I mean, in, in part, i got to tell you, like, Piggy as a product represents uh, a solution to everything that pissed me off when I was at Space Command. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so uh, satellite control these days, even the most modern operator, like if you look at the SpaceX operations and all these things, it's very text-based interfaces. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, software in the space industry is about 15 years behind the rest of the world. Uh, is there a reason? I mean, is very it... logical reasons. Well, there's two. There's one. There's, there's one. There's institutional barriers because right. people once they have some and, and big space, large satellites that like Hubble, you yeah. know, these billion dollar NBN code, two and a half billion dollar program is is you know size of a Greyhound bus. They 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 previously would take about 15 years from start to to, right. to, to you know. Well, they um, still do with a major space satellite, like a research satellite. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Like, I mean, the, the, the Hubble instrument I worked on, I wrote the flight software for Widefield Camera, mm-hmm. and it, was, it, it didn't get launched until 10 years later when I was here in Australia, and right. boy, did I get drunk. It was a great party, right? Uh, it's a major life event for a space engineer for yeah. that, right? But uh, nowadays, the cycle is, is, is shortening up, right? So the incentive to create something new while you're already flying mm-hmm. isn't there. Right. So the, the incentive is keep it, text simple, simple to implement, not simple to use. So the result is you have to have PhDs, really experienced people who knows how to use these text-based interfaces, kind of like the matrix. So this will clearly work. That's a big tick for economic rationality. Now, what about execution risk? We'll hear from Jason about that when we return. You're listening to This Week in Startups Australia.
experience what your customer experiences with user testing. Whether you're launching a new product, prototype, or marketing campaign, you'll get video feedback straight from the people you want to reach most. The user testing human insight platform lets you understand it all from their perspective, and it allows you to target your exact audience, ask any question, or request to perform tasks, and most valuably get a window into their world, unlike focus groups, which can take weeks or even months to deliver results. With user testing, you get to see real reactions and hear real opinions really fast, in real time, at the speed business demands. Very quickly, you get insights into what's working and what's not, so you can adjust your message, refine your UI, and understand exactly how people are responding to and interacting with your product, service, or brand. The result? You feel what your customer feels, so you can build the best experience imaginable. For a free trial, visit usertesting.com slash twista. User testing, real human insight. Welcome back to This Week in Startups Australia. We've identified the third of our world-changing startups, Sabre Astronautics. Founder Jason Held managed to squeeze all of the requirements for a mission control system into a software-as-a-service package known as Piggy. It tracks space junk, it saves spacecraft, and it's so easy to use, it basically requires next to no training. So what about the execution risk? Well, first we have to consider what's happening to space. Here's Sabre Astronautics CEO Andreas Antoniades. So for about the last 10 years, uh, we've been seeing a massive shift from uh, yeah, government-driven uh, projects to now uh, you know, for under a hundred thousand dollars, you you too can have your own space cube, uh, and uh, that's actually changed the game substantially because uh, anybody who wants to fly a mission for communications, for science, for whatever you want to do up there, uh, can do so uh, with relatively few assets uh, on hand. Uh, one interesting thing has been the fact that now you can literally buy off-the-shelf satellite components, build them, test them, and fly them on a, on a SpaceX rocket or whoever wants to, to fly you. So that actually has contributed largely to the space observation problem. The number of space objects has vastly skyrocketed because we now have so much more access to space as even a consumer, you know, as a small-scale hobbyist even, right? So we have to be able to handle handle this uh, democratization or at least the you know the 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 opening of space uh, by knowing where everything is as we've already talked um, about you know space debris is a massive problem tracking all these pro- assets is a massive problem so how can we actually make it easier to track all of these objects and act accordingly without becoming overwhelmed yes there are some excellent companies that are building massive ground-based assets that are scanning the skies but can we also democratize the access to space observations and the answer to that is a resounding yes space is becoming democratized which is another way of saying it's becoming commercialized and productized so there's a need there's a product and there's a rapidly growing market. Does that mean Sabre Astronautics has what it takes to succeed? Well, I put this question to Jason Held. 
So a lot of people have ideas right now. Sure. There aren't that many missions being flown yet. So what does it take to then take all of the, the roadblocks and the bumps, the speed bumps along that way and smooth them out? And what happens once that happens? Okay, so first off, I mean, as the expression goes, no bucks, no buck riders. Right. So you, you need the very first step to have an idea. What you want to do is, is let them prove mathematically operationally that their mission can work and service customers. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've had several customers in who said, listen, uh, we want to prove to an investor that uh, we can fly because right. we want to raise our $5 million Series A. So uh, either they use Piggy themselves or they hire us out as, as contractors, right, consultants. Uh, and we've done that a few times. So you build the simulation to prove that they're doing the right thing. They, they could do it, but it's not just about, I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of, you've got to tie in the satellite communicator. You've got to show that. The, you, you, we're using the software to, to calculate the addressable market. Right. Okay, so your customers are in this part of the world. Your satellites are flying in this orbit. It exports the amount of time overhead, time mm-hmm. Multiplied by your data rate, mm-hmm. you know, divided by your cost per product, mm-hmm. equals how much money you're going to make, right. uh, and they take that to to secure frequency allocation from the ITU, and then they, they take that to an investor to get investment, uh, and we've seen this happen a few times. So there you have it. Saber Astronautics is already a success because it's providing the data its customers need to get the money to fly the missions they manage with Saber Astronautics software. They've jump-started a virtuous cycle of increasing use that effectively eliminates execution risk, and not just for Saber Astronautics, but for their clients and for the governments and corporate customers funding those clients. That's the game-changer here, taking a lot of risk out of one of the riskiest of all human endeavors, space travel. And that's why Saber Astronautics is our third world-changing startup. We'll be right back. The fastest growing companies have great products and great customer service. You build the great product and Zendesk will help you build a great customer experience that makes your customers come back. Just like Jason Calacanis. Jason has a very public obsession with amazing customer service and relies on Zendesk for his launch syndicate. Jason's limited partners use Zendesk to reach out to him about each of his deals. Zendesk also handles inbound inquiries from startups looking for investors. Zendesk helps Jason provide the kind of customer service he demands. Apply for the Zendesk for Startups program to get their industry-leading customer service software free for six months. You'll also get access to Zendesk's community of startup founders and partners, plus dedicated onboarding guidance and support. Zendesk has everything you need to deliver the amazing customer experiences that will make your product a success. To learn more about Zendesk for Startups, visit Zendesk.com slash Twista. Big thanks to our Twisted sponsors, Our Crowd, User Testing, and Zendesk. Thanks to Andreas Antoniades and Jason Held for coming on to our show. This show was written and produced by Mark Pesci and beautifully mixed by Luke Station. 
Come visit our website at thisweekinstartups.au. It's got everything. It's got all the shows, all the interviews, all the photos, all the links to all the stories. So check it out at thisweekinstartups.au. Next week, we'll take a look at another of Australia's world-changing startups, this time in fintech. Who are they? You'll have to listen to find out. Until then, this is Mark Pesci thanking you for listening.